You're listening to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance. We're here today talking with the local artist, Jason Flack. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. So to start us off, um, Jason, how would you describe your art and yourself as an artist? Well, I've been told that I'm an urban folk artist, so I just kind of riff on that. I don't really know a style, but I'd say a mix of Keith Haring, Robert Crumb, and and a little bit of uh, Mountain Dew <laughs> would, would be would be my style. But uh, but no, I, I I think urban folk artist is right. It's a mix of of cartoons, no harness style. I don't come from any learned you know anything learned in academia as far as art. So I'm kind of untamed. A lot of playful colors, and and recently I've been becoming more daring with subject matter and and all that. So all that in a nutshell that, that describes my work. I think that's a that's a wonderful description. Um, Thank you. So to start off our, our discussion today, we're just going to get into um, your art and your and your work. How did you first get started making art? Yeah, um, my mother and father both say I was around four years old when I when I started drawing. I showed an, uh, an interest in art when I started writing, on, just like they say, like a trope in a movie, like writing on walls. Like I started writing near, no joke, writing right near my, my light switch. I guess it's the only thing I knew. I had power over as a kid. I could turn on and off my light, but I drew there. And uh, my uh, my great grandmother used to work uh, uh, in the hospital in Johnson City, and she used to. I don't know if she used to steal it. I won't say she stole it, but she used to come up with stacks and stacks of typing paper, and it was the ones with the dotted line. You have to tear the sides, and that was that's gold to a child that needs something to do as an artist. So I really I, my my journey started then technically, but I would say like the restart of my life and and now my life currently is taking on painting. I never was a painter before 2010. And so, and that has a lot to do with uh, some events in my life, like my twin sister passing. And um, I had a friend that that got sentenced to prison. All this stuff happened uh, being homeless. My sister passed and I had a friend that used to kind of run some stuff downtown John City. He was a kind of a street dude, but he was a good dude. And he had a sister that took her smarts to the books. He took his to the streets. And there's only like a few ways in or out of that kind of life. I was never involved with that stuff, but I was always kind of like secondary and was aware of it, sometimes tertiary. And uh, his mom was a was a school teacher, very, very bright woman. And uh, we watched him get sentenced to prison. It's, it's like a, another type of death. You know, uh, with, with the death of my twin sister, it was instant. There's some suffering and grief that follows for sure. But when you watch a person that's this, this big, healthy-looking guy and he's, he's now like ashen gray, and he can only move three inches at a time, and you hear chains moving under him. He's escorted by deputies, and it, that's that's a different type of death. But what what happened? Long story less long. His mother gave me an old paint set, and I'm I'm looking I'm looking at my life now, like my college brief career <laughs> chewed me up, spit me out. I'm like five or six years removed from that. It's 2010. Uh, my friends are in and out. Like some some are in or out of certain bad and good things. They're doing. I'm, I'm looking at the good. I'm like, man, I could have been there. I wonder what what can I do next that paint set held up my DVD player for like the next year. You know what I mean? It served as like a, a table, but I, I just started counting all these things that were going on in my life and looking at just becoming aware of time and, and especially wasting it. And it, it's, as I said, off air, it's not instant, but it was, it needed to be dire. It was a dire situation. And my mother found a house and she said, uh, <laughs> and I was working a lot that summer. Just, I still held a job. I was still hopping on friends, couches. I didn't believe in being, uh, 
I don't know the term for it, but I didn't, I didn't want to like leech. I just was in a spot. My mother called me one time when I was at a job. Matter of fact, it was, it was a menial thing, just parking people at Bristol Motor Speedway. And she said, Jason, I'm going to tell you something. And I never told her. I kept that away from him. I'm an adult now. I didn't even tell my own mother. I was like, I don't have a place to really stay. I'm staying in my car. She said, Jason, I found a house. She said, now it, it looks like you and needs a little work, but you go ahead and do it. It'll be yours. That's, and my mom was real like that. She She's soft-spoken, but she'll, she'll absolutely tell you the bitter stuff. It looks like you and needs a little work. <laughs> so, But what I had to do is I had to go down there with my tail tucked. And not really, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'll explain in just a second. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make and I couldn't spread my wings. I couldn't make my own messes and clean those messes up. You get what I mean? And I didn't know what was going to happen, but I, I did feel that I had the backing of my twin sister. Now she could be everywhere. Jessica could be now in and out everywhere around me, right? But I just I needed something to to. You can't jump without ground. You can't jump, make a leap without foundation. People say, make the leap. It's like, I don't have a place to jump from. You know what I mean? I went there, uh, and she's no longer with me, uh, but uh, her name is Miss Meredith. She, she was my landlord at the time, she, so she's no longer here. She passed when eventually I moved out. <clears throat> I signed a one-year lease and ended up staying for nine more years, and I painted like a madman based on that that first paint set, just chalky paint. It was horrible. I used water to revive some of it and but I just I went to, I didn't know any better I went to Michael's and got a little canvas I was, it's so intimidating but I realized very early on that painting you can't make mistakes there's no such thing I needed that and then I started going let's paint I, I only painted the things I knew was safe I, I may have finger painted in like second grade or whatever but it was so intimidating now, I can get and draw you I can draw uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life or I can draw you know some cartoon character or whatever but painting was a whole nother ball game. It took it, you had to take a deep breath to dive in. But once you dove in, you knew how to swim. Automatic, like you like you hold your dog in the pool. It automatically is born knowing to do this. That's what I felt like. It felt good. I needed it. I needed something to create. I, I didn't need a, just a plant to grow, which I did a lot of that and still do. I needed something to come from my hands and my brain and and occupy positive time, because that's dark when you are just by yourself. I got this house now, but now I'm alone in my thoughts. Now I'm thinking of my family split, have broken up, and then even more so, you know that that phrase they usually say on in, on TV or movies when so and so passes. My family was never the same. I used to go, gosh, why does everybody say that? Might be a universal thought. I didn't understand it. And then Jessica dies, and yeah, nothing is ever the same. So I needed something to do. I'm looking at like, okay, I I survived one of the hottest summers in a very cold winter, hopping on couches partying and you know chain smoking and wanting to be something not knowing what to do not knowing what to be i'm watching my how brave my parents are for grieving over their firstborn my 10 minute older sister it's time for jason to start getting out there well getting out there with his art meant find festivals find events and you, you fast forward i mean rewind rather and you you go and it's 12 years ago or around around 11 years ago name name an event in johnson city that had art I can name one at that time. It's just Blue Plum Festival. And I piggybacked on another artist, um, was the first experience, like, quote, unquote, coming out and didn't sell anything. I only had one one or two pieces of art. But it was like, hmm, people said it looked nice, but they just passed over my stuff. Eh, whatever. And I said, okay, that I needed that because I didn't want to, I never wanted to come back out and only have two or three pieces. The next time people come out, 
I'm going to have 10 or 12 or 50. I wanted to show, not, not just to my mother, not just to my father, because I still have a, almost 40 years old, I have a deep desire to make my, my circle proud. I do still. From, and I feel like I want to make up from time. And I told my daddy, I told my father that, and he, he said a cute little line. He said, uh, as a son to a father, you, you want these things because I have a great father. I said, Dad, I, I didn't get to walk across the aisle. I didn't get, uh, high school was awesome. I've done some, I've traveled and all these other things. And, and I just want to make up for lost time. And he said, Jay, he said, with the stuff you've done, you've already lapped that over a hundred times. You've made up for lost time. And that was cool. But my this new Jason, the one the the post death Jason, says, Thanks, Dad. I appreciate that. And that just makes me want to burn more. There's so much in me that's like, let's take this over. And not and as as a like I'll i I'll step on your neck to do it. No, I'll step up for you to do it. So fast forward living in that house and um uh, I created, 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 next thing you know it, I'm in the public realm and it's terrifying as a introverted child who is without now his best friend and, and someone who, who would do it. And then I do it. My twin, mm-hmm. I've got to, now I've got to answer, uh, and, and even question myself. I got to, I have to do it on my own. It's the first time in my life where I really felt when, even if Jessica wasn't in the room, I still had her. She's not in the room. She's not on earth. So to speak, make the leap. It's time to do it. And people started, uh, uh, liking what I did and, and that transferred into I had these bonfires at my house and people would um, they would go you know the guys would go outside the bathroom the girls would want to go inside and the boyfriends would escort them to the you know or whatever they'd go I'd say just don't bother my dog Chico which I still have to this day but what you had to do to go to my bathroom my old house you had to pass by what I called the green room and it no it wasn't a like a, a place for for plants or it was just everywhere but the thermostat had art Sometimes they were like almost on each other, overlapping. And I had just like almost in here, I had Christmas lights streamed and all this stuff. It was like a makeshift. I, I wanted, I just wanted to feel like I'm doing something. So I had to make my own galleries. I wasn't being accepted by any of the galleries downtown, the one that, that still remains. Uh, and there's more now, but the, the oldest one. And I felt like I didn't have enough, but, but people would come back from, from using, the, using the restroom. And they'd go, hey, did you, did you do all those paintings in that? And I started collecting that. People would say that and people would come over. Folks would say, like, is that all your work? And that's, a, that's still a common thing people say to this day. Like, it's my booth and they'll go, is that all your work? I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, that is, I am selling my work. Um, but I, I, that, that's what I needed in life. Even to now, it's one of those things that you might be leaning right or left. Right might be like, keep going. Left might be, I'm going to quit. I think artists have that in common. Like, this is worth it. But when somebody goes, did you do all that? Like, what the? You start lining back up in the center, the straight and narrow, as they say, and a collection of that stuff. So that's what got me sort of the muscle. Like, oh, I'm a little confident. And it, it's, I still work on my creative confidence, confidence in general. But I realized that early, early public reception was positive. I was like, okay, Johnson City and myself have something in common. We're struggling with an identity. We, we love our potential. We don't know what it could be. But I did feel as invalued as I probably put myself label myself and, and place myself in the world, I still felt like I had something to offer because I was able to speak to, again, many, many years of speaking and and sometimes out loud by myself, looking like a mad, crazy person, right? But I knew that I was, I knew it came from a, a place of trying to dig myself out of darkness. So it couldn't be wrong. It could change, but it can't be wrong if I'm, if I'm trying to heal. And it's, 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 I'm trying to put myself at a spot where 
I'm doing something that's that's has never been taught. Like if you believe in a God, if you believe in a higher power, then maybe that that thing, that entity gave it to me. Or if you believe that you just inherit these things from your family only or whatever, whatever, either one. That's that's what I felt like I had. I have this ability and it's it, it's not locked up. It never came from uh, someone over my shoulder telling me how to do stuff. And now I'm in I'm in the galleries now where people are like, you should take color theory and all that. And I'm getting critiqued in a in a whole and guided even, uh, and I can take it. But now I'm in that somehow in that realm where these learned artists are like, they look at me and they know like my style comes from no direction or at all. And I, I take that as a compliment, and they and they mean it as a compliment. But it's a long way because I I do like very lowbrow, um, and I'm I'm pretty frank like low class art, but it speaks. It's very relatable, um, and I, and I. I believe in like, you know, you got the golden rule and then the second one maybe tied with that is the biggest and best truth is being yourself. But that's always evolving, too, because like if you are yourself today, next year, you could be evolving. Some of us de-evolve, too. <laughs> but but I'm saying like you're a forever chasing self. You're like, I'm going to be better if you're doing better then that. That's what it is. It's It's always trying to chase and do something positive. And that's where I'm at now, where there are opportunities to speak and like I said off air too earlier, coming from places where like contemporary art was was quite frankly laughed at and dismissed. Um, you're called a vandal or a, somebody's idea of art is what they see on like a train or like a side of a building, vandalism. And, the, and they, they don't want to see that. They want to see fine art. They want to see something scenic or uh, a barn with you know snow on it and that's something not not offensive just all that stuff's beautiful but no one wants to see you talk about maybe even race issues sexual issues not even it, topic topical stuff that's that's real everybody talks about it but they just do it over their dinner table or in their bedroom at night or whatever but then you got artists that's come out and I think I'm included in that where we're like no 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 like that thing that you hide I want to make it brighter and bigger and let you see it let's put it out there and then you, you have the option which is I'm afraid nowadays we're we're getting away from you have the option just turn your head just go, walk away from it. When you try to stomp it out, you kicked it over there and it started a new fire. It's like, just walk, turn the channel. but Or or tune in. Tune into it. You know what I mean? But that, I don't know. It's just, I've been able to, I had one painting that, I won't say put on the map, because that's such a, that seems like such a baller thing to say. And all I do is grind and, and go without and still hustle. And that's, and that's perfect. But I had one piece that was so simple and so playful and 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 I've grown to like it and then unlike it almost like Facebook and and then want to get away from it and then appreciate it again is it's uh I don't even know the title but I wanted to make something because I, I in that time where I only had like two pieces at one festival I went like three more years where I just painted started challenging myself I became a I became a competitive runner. I started riding my bike everywhere. I just wanted to do something that challenged. Like, I needed to feel. I didn't really appreciate who I was because I didn't know how to find who I was. I never was this person without a twin. It was so devastating. And so I just needed I needed to sweat. Sometimes I needed to bleed. I needed to climb trees again. I need. I would go outside and, and run with my little dog and put an earbud on and kick a soccer ball across a field. Just do something. Knee was always bouncing. I was always ready. And I was like, I need to transfer that energy into something every day to be able to go to sleep. I was averaging like three, four hours of sleep. It's like, well, I mean, I've neglected this thing called art, this creation. I, don't have, I have no direction in it, but that's kind of the fun part. Let's focus on now. I've got enough ammunition. My So many pieces. Now I have 20, 30 in my green room. And now I'm overflowed. now going into my bedroom. And this house is like maybe two of these studios big. So 
that's how that's how much art you know all of a sudden I, I painted this um this Johnson City I call it Crayola downtown buildings or something something so silly and it's just Johnson City's main street one side of it and it's, you know it's with certain businesses or whatever but it's just done in like this very I don't know uh it's it's very Doctor Seuss or or it's it's just like something you'd see on on a maybe even like a, a, a low budget cartoon or something. But it, that's the art that I started liking was considered lowbrow stuff. The I mean even Keith Haring was considered that. And look at him, Basquiat was considered that and highest selling artist of all time. But all of a sudden, a business owner said, "I want that." It was locale, something that people can identify. I'm standing right here. I'm standing right here, honey. Wow, look at and they wanted prints now. They wanted keychains. They wanted mugs with it on. I thought, this is the silliest painting. But that's the stuff that resonates, and all of a sudden that's what – I mean, actually, we just saw an artist that, that is he's up and coming, and he that's the painting that he mentioned of mine. And I'm like, I can't stand that painting. But he's but people are sitting there going like, that's – but that it is the one that – and I've done so many versions of different streets in that style. I did it because at first, you know, it was a therapeutic thing. It was all these thoughts. I just – get tired of not doing nothing and you know i miss my sis and my family's broken up and then all of a sudden it's like i need to make money so i'm i started studying from afar like what sells simple local stuff it's no knock but when i came up there wasn't all this boomtown celebrate johnson city and i'm sure in abaddon emory bristol bristol had it had it more because they had a lot more you know the speedway and, and state street and all that stuff but as far as johnson city kingsport definitely didn't have it fun fest once a year People told you to leave Johnson City. Go somewhere else. You're from here. Cool. But go away. There wasn't people wearing Dolly Parton shirts with the Tri-Stars and love the Tri-Cities, this and that. That did not exist. It was get out of here. My generation was like, there's nothing to do here. But meanwhile, we found things to do. We went in the woods and skated, and I tried to skate, compete, and, and all I could do was ollie and fall and that was it, but you just try, you always try. Boredom was actually the surfboard. It wasn't boredom. Now is like crippling. You see some of these kids, and you're like, yikes! Yeah, they're taking the woods away from you. They're taking you know these phones now are are the grandmaster, you know. And and but back then it was like we had to run from dogs. To, <laughs> we we had dogs at home, but we had to run from the unfriendly dogs, and they were dogs that bit you and attacked you, and like just very uh, very decorated. Uh, uh, those experiences now come up, you know, when, when we talk about it now in our life. We're getting older, but that that's what put me on the map with that one painting i guess i, I hate that phrase but you know what i mean that's what that's what people liked and uh after that it was like uh can you can you be in this little show and will you do this little market here and they were very far and few between and i still my knee is still bouncing i'm, I'm i want to do more and if i wait that means I, I never wait sitting down i wait staying busy and that's not always in action that's upstairs in my head uh, again, knowing that I had goals, it morphed into, it mutated into therapeutic. And I'm talking about art for me. It's very, very elementary. Therapy. Get rid over, get rid of or use sadness. Sad right now talking to you, but I'm motivated too. Yeah. It's really interesting a lot of the points that you've described in this because you're describing your art as an art born of desperation. Absolutely. Which is... Um, Absolutely. Which it can be a massive catalyst for creation and even boredom... Is there's a phrase that boredom is the catalyst of creativity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That boredom is it should be. It's good for you. Yeah, it should be. Like sitting with your thoughts a little bit is is yes. a healthy yeah. state to be in. But um, I think that the topic that I'd love to really explore is the idea of lowbrow 
art. And at the beginning, you said, I'm an urban folk artist. Mm -hmm. And when people say folk artist, what they mean is not classically trained mm -hmm. artists. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Which yeah. also means artist of the people. Yeah. In a yes. Sense. But it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a really interesting um, term because sometimes it like denotes uneducated or unprofessional. Class. Yeah. In class. Right. Exactly. Right, right, right. But like you mentioned, Keith Haring, um, Basquiat. Yeah. These are like not just them, but really a lot of massive names within modernism, mm -hmm. not necessarily contemporary art, sure. but like the most valuable and like culturally significant significant modern artists were people who were working to push against conventions and create art that connects directly with people right. or art that is a, is a form of expressionism and expressing like inner turmoil or experiences and so forth. Herring and Basquiat are both really, really mm -hmm. strong examples of, of that. Right. But like you said, when you're operating in that same space within contemporary art and you're in intentionally, you're creating art without mentorship intentionally, mm -hmm. it's still kind of a barrier sure i guess to get it's that an obstacle that yeah, yeah 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 you've got and if i if i can piggyback on what you just said it's mm -hmm. those are great too that's and that's exactly it's i mean that's exactly what i would say it's there there is a uh, connotation of like uh urban you already got urban let's pause right urban what's that mean right and then you got folk art people know those three words we put them together what is that mix and and it is of the people. I pride myself of that's 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 why I'm believable. It's not because I'm sitting here saying I'm believable. It's because you can trace where I was from, and you can and I'm very candid on how how I came up and where I want to go. I don't may not end up on the target, but I'll shoot for the target. It's like what happens when you have ambition and you stand out. And and I'm I got so tired of seeing all these red square faces cutting ribbons on newsletters and they're opening in this new place. And you're like, who are these people? They, they look successful and happy and maybe a little drunk or whatever. But I'm sitting here going like, I want, I want a street name after me. I, I think these things. I was called crazy. I was called the complainer. I'm still called that. But now I'm called the doer. I don't mind all the other stuff. You know how many other bad things I've been called in my life? And I've never been a bad dude. So you can call me all that. Call me the doer. But... Of the people, as you say, yeah, absolutely. I've got a mural now right down where I have plenty of memories, right down from a neighborhood I grew up in. There's a little Jason, there's a little Jessica that gets to see that now. I didn't grow up with that. We didn't grow up with that. We didn't grow up with accessible artists that can that you can walk by Tipton and watch them work. That did not exist. There was Bledsoe, there was Nelson's Fine Art. At least I'm talking about Johnson City. Then, shoot, that was it. And that's how I, t I did too. Uh, I got into, and I'll touch back on like being sort of a lone wolf and not having a. I had a strategy, but not not the quote unquote skill set that that you think you're supposed to have. And I was like, no, I want to. I want. I just want to get my art out there and let let it be judged by the people, because I'm of the people. The people will critique me in a folksy way, you know, and they don't. They actually love it, which is cool. You got to watch out for that. But it's but it's cool. And I kind of started making some noise because I was. I felt like in a healthy way and not in a I, I despise you way. But I started going, pointing at some committees and some organizations and some all, all the other group terms or whatever, all the corporate entities and all that stuff. I started going, you guys are thinking art is one thing. I, I, I don't think that's right. It's, it's the same thing as if you pull up to a stoplight, right? And you, you're there for 10 minutes. You know you're supposed to be there not that long and it's still red. Now, you don't hop out and go open up that traffic box and, like, rewire and recalibrate. You don't. You sit there and complain or you think about it. And then 
it, all of a sudden it's green. That's how I looked at some of the committees that were, I guess, gatekeeping art. I started seeing, you know, by this point and, and up to now, like I'm collecting my friends and that hopefully I'm in their collections too. And we all have the same uh, conversational census of like, why is why are the people that do these projects for the city, why don't they ever ask or why are they never downtown? Why, how are there 20 artists saying the same thing? And then there's this real loud, lanky dude with nose piercings and he's got this background. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is he? I was making a lot of noise because I wasn't afraid. I had nothing to lose. It was like, if I don't get that, I'm always an artist. See, I'm starting to get confident at that point and up to now. Now I feel like some committees are catching up to the movement, not just me, but the movement, which is the the art movement. We could see it coming. It wasn't fast because obviously you could see it coming and the next year we're, we could still see it coming and the next year we could still see it. But it was coming. Now now we're in it. Now we're in it. And and now it's actually county and citywide. Like, why would, why am I here now? That's evidence. Again, those those indicators that push you or guide you back to the straight and narrow where you might fall right or left, give up or quit or whatever. And But I need something that, not every day, but I need something that tells me you're on the right path. And the right path is when the committees listen, and all of a sudden the committees come to your mural reveal. They realize, like, oh, you you weren't just the crazy one. You were you meant what you said. You were swinging for something bigger, positive, and it involved art. And so when you when you stand for art, because that's all I want to do. After art, after anything art-wise, you won't hear from me. But I understand how important it is because it was important to me coming up, and it and it is important now for people to see. There's no better – I would say there's no better example – to show your cities alive than to show art and to make it available. Bibfest, Bristol and Bloom last year was was exactly how you run a perfect festival. And see, I mean you're you're nodding your head, you agree, you were there. That's how a perfect festival is ran. And I hope other folks in other lands close and, and far away can I think they can learn from that. Because it wasn't I'm sure uh, the parks were not just the park, but the parks family was pressured from the outside, from just being a vendor, it's like, this looks like no pressure. The weather happened to be cool. And I, I just, I can't say enough. I'm knock on, you know, knock on wood that, that the next one coming up is, is, is like that because that's how a festival, hopefully other, other folks from other places had a little notepad and took notes. Like that's how it's ran. Just shake off whatever, what you know, and then take notes. You know what I mean? But I'm just glad to be a part of these things. Yeah, I think it's um, if you want to uh, listen back, listeners, to the Art Speaks uh, podcast platform with our episodes with um, Marcy Parks and Bristol and Bloom Fest coming up on October 8th, 2022 at Cumberland Square Park in Bristol, just to plug that in. And also our episodes talking with uh, Brian Surway and his upcoming, uh, should be open now when this airs, gallery, uh, Holler House in Bristol. We hear a lot of the same discussions repeating um, with local artists. To hear the continuation of this conversation with um, Jason Flack, make sure you tune in next week on Thursdays at 1 p.m. for Art Speaks. This is a production of the William King Museum of Art on 90.7 WEHC. Thank you for listening.